If you're ready to remember who you are on an energetic, sacred, and soul level, to seek your truth, to feel your power, and to shine your light brighter than before, if you are ready to awaken on a deeper level, then I, Kimberly Castro, welcome you to Quantum Speaks. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Quantum Speaks. I am Kimberly Castro, your host. And today we have a very special guest, uh, Bridget Patton, and I'm going to invite her in. She's a super uh, beautiful person. I was trying to remember when we last, uh, when we first met, and it was like 2018, so probably like five years ago or, uh, or more that we met and I just remember um, taking a spiritual coaching course and it was like a 12 week, uh, week long thing. And you were like one of the first people that I met and you were super intuitive and I felt like you were like me cause I'm super sensitive, empathic and, but you were using it in a different way than I was using my skill. So it was so cool to be introduced to that way that you could have like a spiritual business or be a coach using your intuitive gifts to help other entrepreneurs and spiritual people. And, and you've come so far and you have three beautiful little boys and you're, uh, you're an emotional intelligence coach. So I want to hear a little bit more about what that means. And you use your intuition to uh, focus on using, excuse me, you're an intuitive, super intuitive, empathic person, and you're using those skills to raise your little beautiful boys in an alternative education. So I want you to introduce yourself and explain what that means, because I know there's so much stuff to unpack with that, with that, because I don't know, I have a 30-year-old um, stepson, he's out of the house, he's getting married, all these things are happening. But he went the traditional route. There was some, you know, public school and private school. But I know since the pandemic and all this stuff, it's different. And now being an intuitive uh, person and mother, I just want to hear from you and let our audience know what does that mean? And what does an intuitive parent do or use, you know, to raise their kids with these skills? So welcome. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited to be here. I know we've... uh played a little bit of um, synchronicity tag where when is it going to line up and when can I have the capacity and you have the capacity to have me on and you know it's uh, been a roller coaster on my end getting situated with the boys and just kind of getting my bearings with really being a mother and uh, really deciding to embrace alternative schooling and you know, the way that we do education. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was a emotional intelligence coach for 10 years working with my horses. And they're the ones that really um, helped me embody that ability. Mm -hmm. They're natural uh, emotional intelligence coaches. They do it it's their first nature as prey animals. They are able to sense what we're feeling before a lot of the time we even do. So they'll mirror right. um, what it is that we're sensing and feeling through actions or through body language or whatever it is. And, you know, it really intrigued me. And because I'm in Michigan, I 
needed something that I could do in the winter as well. And so through the training with the horses, I was able to really hone in on my abilities and see that I was sensing, like you said, we're both mm-hmm. highly uh, intuitive and sensitive. So I was able to see that, oh my gosh, I was actually noticing the same thing the horses were noticing. Oh, wow. And so I was able to bring that to um, Zoom calls and work with people all over the world uh, with their emotions and being able to tap into those and understand what they were communicating. Oh, wow. That's, a, I mean, I've never even heard, I didn't realize you were doing that. So I'm like, yep. I saw pictures <laughs> with you with the horses and I'm like, I love horses. And I knew you were doing something, but I didn't realize you were actually you know, helping others. So that, wow, that's amazing. Sorry to interrupt. No, I'm glad that you feel excited and and enthusiastic about it. I, you know, I don't do this work really right now. I'm on a pause or whatever. I'm kind of at my limit, right. With what I do with the boys, Mm -hmm. it, it really takes up all of my time and attention, which I'm very grateful that I have the ability to do that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm running, our nonprofit, the Soul Embodied Sanctuary here at our, we've got 20 acres in Howell, Michigan. And we basically just, it's for the animals and for people to just be in peace and harmony and spend time with nature and just really find um, that uh, balance and that inner peace and ability to navigate your compass. Because a lot of the time things can get so loud and noisy, especially Like you said, during COVID, Mm -hmm. a lot of people got at their max and would come here to get away from just all the energy and all the excitement and, you know, intensity. And here is a place to just kind of, it's, it's really close to town, but it's, it's secluded, but the forest really um, blocks all the noise and everything out and it's right on water. So it's just a a really big blessing to be able to raise the boys here and to have people come and also be able to uh, take part in that. Oh, I love that. I'm getting chills. You're talking, I'm like, I'm getting chills everywhere. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. So what, what is it that you're doing that you could tell maybe like the listeners with your boys? First of all, let me ask, I don't know how old they are anymore. They were smaller (laughs) five years ago. And so how old are they now? So I've got um, a seven, nine, and eleven-year-old. Oh wow! And they um, have gone in and out. Like I've tried probably five different methods, schooling, like different places to take them, and uh, they all had great tools. We learned a lot from each uh, facility that they went to. Just ultimately you know, I'm over here coaching and everything, all these people. And it turns out that all those skills that I gained really needed to be used with my boys and their gifts, because they're also sensitive in different ways. Um, You know, the way that I thought that they would be uh, navigating in the world is totally different than, you know, the way that they actually are. And, you know, it was just, really clashing with my belief systems and the messages I was getting from spirit and the guidance I was getting and the coaching I was doing, it was nearly impossible for me to line it up with the school systems are 100% doing the best they can. I understand. And that's my problem. I understand where they're coming from and why they have to do the things that they were doing. However, it wasn't in alignment with what I was teaching and what I was getting message wise. 
And I just, I had to, I had to pull them home. I, I couldn't, um, it wasn't making sense to be having things one way in our household. And then they're going out in the world and being treated totally different than the way that we're trying to set our standards here. So there really wasn't any other way, but to bring them home. So what kind of example can you give the listeners? I'm just curious, like what kind of examples yeah. did, did you get from your intuition other than, okay, I'm teaching them this. And, and then at school, they go, they go learn something. What were you feeling? What were you sensing from spirit, from guidance? What just a gut feeling? Were you seeing something? Were you hearing something? Because our listeners are they're intuitive and everybody's on different levels and yeah. they have kids. So what is it other than just didn't feel right? So what didn't feel right? First of all, my middle son is extremely empathic and sensitive. Um, I don't know. Do you follow human design at all? Mm, I've heard of it. I've dabbled in it, but it doesn't resonate with me at this time. I won't go down that path. Um, but I will say for the listeners, if any of you have dabbled in human design, um, I don't put a lot of weight really in any method or system for me mm -hmm. though, um, about maybe 19, 20, 20, dude, four years ago, I got into human design and I basically, when I do aura readings or energy readings, the messages that were coming through, I would then like, look at the chart and it's exactly what I was seeing. So I have the ability to just kind of see those dots and connections and mm -hmm. within people's uh, nervous system and their energy field. And my middle son is um, a projector. Mm -hmm. If anybody knows what that is. So he, he really is here to guide. So mm -hmm. he's here to guide. He's here to kind of facilitate the energy of the generators and kind of like um, move that and direct it. And what was happening at school was, you know, all of his teachers would say how bright and smart and how fast he would get things done. And he wasn't really able to go in his own flow. Right. And it was just, you know, it, it wasn't really working because he gets really hyper-focused on something that is really inspiring him that he wants to, to work on. And then now he's having to switch gears and do this other thing when he in his own body and his own personal autonomy doesn't really feel like he needs to be learning this. And the comments he was making to me, even at seven mm -hmm. was, you know, I already know this stuff. Like I don't, and I felt the same way in school. I'm also a projector. Mm -hmm. And so like, I could go take the test and I'd get a hundred percent on it without doing any of the work. Like mm -hmm. I just would take in the information from my surroundings without having to go through and do the work. And I'm not saying every child needs to do it that way. I'm saying this was specifically for him, what he needed to do. My other two definitely need a little bit more practice with that kind of stuff. So we do, you know, more book work or whatever, but it's not like an every single day thing. Like, I don't believe we need to do that kind of stuff every day, all day. Instead, we do project-based learning. So we like my middle one um, had an entrepreneur fair that they did here. There's always resources in your community if you're looking for it. Like spirit will guide you. Spirit will show you. Like every single time I do something or ask a question, I'm shown the resource. If you're listening, if you know how to listen to your guides, you're going to be able to listen to your kids. It's it's the one in the same. Right. So, um, but the entrepreneur fair allowed us to prepare him for um, as a project. 
he chose to build bird feeders. So we got the materials. We were able to do measurements. He was able to see, you know, how much does it cost to purchase the materials as opposed to what are we going to sell the stuff for? You know, like what's the energy exchange? What am I putting in my time? And then he got to practice selling these items at the fair. And so he was out there with his little table and he sold every single one of his bird feeders. He was able to see, you know, what were people's objections? (laughs) It reminded (laughs) me of coaching so much. (laughs) What are the people's objections? And I didn't even say anything to this kid. He just naturally heard the objection and then came up with the next question. So he had his list of questions he would ask before he even offered the bird feeder. That's amazing. And if they said no about something, he wouldn't even bring it up. And that was something I was able to be by his side and say, not every person is going to be a match for what you're doing. And these are the lessons that I feel and what I've seen within society with all the coaching I've done that are fundamental, foundational pieces that we as humans really need to have so that down the road, we're not dealing with anxiety, depression, all of these things, because now we we trust and we understand all of these fluctuations of emotions. <clears throat> and that's where the emotional intelligence piece comes in. It's every emotion has a message. There isn't a good and bad emotion. They're all communicating something. What is it? And what is the tool for this specific human that they need in order to interpret it or hear it or be able to um, allow for that emotion to move in and through them. That's beautiful. And do they, do they go out and help you with the horses and the animals? Are they connected to, do they feel, you know, that helps them? Do they help with other people that come, you know, when, when they're, I don't know how you do it, but do you have people that come in just, Uh, they schedule something and it's like a retreat or they just come and walk around freely or how does it work? And do the the kids help with that? Are they connected with right now? um, I'm not doing any coaching. We actually sold the horses. Okay. I'll be two years after having horses for many, many years. It Mm -hmm. was hard. Um, But uh, I realized that that wasn't their path. That wasn't what they were you know, Mm -hmm. really being led to and Mm -hmm. me as a guide and, you know, their facilitator, I Mm -hmm. felt like it was important that they were able to show me what it was. That's the child led learning. It's like them revealing to me what it is that they are really passionate about. So like I said, the middle one, he loves building and engineering. He loves using the weed whipper and mowing (laughs) the lawn. My two older ones, the nine and 11 year old, they can already drive the zero turn, um, uh, tractor or whatever. And so it's like, they are showing me through their habits and what they offer to do or what they volunteer to do, um, without me having to force it. And of course there's also times when there's pushback and there's boundaries and challenges that need to be established, Right. but it's like an explanation, like, listen, this is a community. There's things I don't always want to do as well, But this is necessary for the community to thrive and for all of us to be able to work together and pointing out like, how much energy do you have right now? How much energy do I have right now? You know, if you help a little over here, how am I able to now have extra energy to, you know, go to the park or the beach or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that we want to do or the library or the movies or whatever we want to do that day. And so like my oldest one, he really loves 
nurturing the animals. He is really good at caretaking. Like that's his gift. And he always gets the message visually. That's one of his spiritual gifts. He can see um, exactly what I'm imagining in my mind. He picks it up so fast and then will verbalize it. And so that's the kind of stuff that I'm able to point out to them all day while we're together, because I think it's really important. Those are the types of things that can really influence you as an adult later down the road. If you aren't um, aware, self-aware that these kinds of things happen to you when you're now a teenager and in your twenties and stuff, that's when it starts really messing with your mental health because you don't realize what's you and what's somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that with these cues that he's able to see that, oh, this is, this is what I'm picking up on. This is mom, you know? Um, and same with my middle one, he can feel an emotion a mile away. And so that's why he was having such a hard time at school because the very first feeling everything and everybody. Yeah. And, and the very first time I met one of his teachers, it's like, I felt that wall immediately. And I'm like, no wonder he's having a hard time in this, this classroom. You know, he's a very affectionate, you know, loving child. And so like now he's feeling like he's a bad kid and he's coming home saying he's a bad kid. It's like, that was breaking my heart. I could not have that. There absolutely was nothing that I could do to change the way the dynamic is. This is something that I had to take at, you know, home. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my youngest, he's seven, but he already, since he was three, he has this gift I say he's a button pusher, but he can find (laughs) where that um, trigger point is in your body, um, whether it's emotional or whether it's a physical trigger point, but he, he does it in a way I'm helping him hone that in so that he can do it in a way that's a release and a healing solve instead of like, you want to like jump through the roof, (laughs) but um, he's very interested in the human body. He wants to know how muscles and tendons and Uh, all those things work, the bones, the organs, like that's what he's really drawn to. Like he wants to spend a bunch of time studying that. So that's what we study. You know, that's what we spend a lot of our energy and attention on. He likes the herbs and homeopathy and things that um, work with balancing the body energetically. So that's what he is really into. And the um, massage, like he's already got different techniques down at seven um, and like fascia release techniques. We just like, we'll see a video and we'll look at it and then he'll do it on my back or my neck or whatever. I get, I was getting migraines a lot. I'm not anymore, thankfully, but, um, yeah, so they each have gone in three totally different directions that they don't, didn't really have the space to be able to do that, you know, in, in a school setting. They just, they, they couldn't do that with that many kids in a classroom. That would be too time consuming and there's not enough resources to do that kind of thing. Well, it's amazing that you're such an intuitive mom and that you actually listen to yourself. You listen to your guidance, your soul, and that they're so sensitive. These kids are so sensitive. And that's so fascinating to me and completely different. So I wonder what they're all going to be, especially the, you're talking about like trigger points and everything. And I've been getting a lot of downloads myself for, um, cause a lot of the information I get is about the body and about, um, entry points and access points and trauma and, and past life points and timelines all in your body and your energy and how to like release all this stuff. So he's working on it physically right now. It's just amazing 
just to hear that these little humans are walking around and they are next healers and you yeah. are helping them become who they're supposed to be without stifling them and but keeping them you know grounded and keeping them organized and you know helping them to grow and just stay structured because even though they're going with the flow you're teaching them the way they understand in a way that they need and maybe a lot of people can't do that but for the people that are thinking of doing something like that, the parents, the intuitive parents that are feeling like they're being guided, that something's off, something's wrong. And it doesn't mean that their school's wrong, their teacher's wrong. It's maybe just the time for them to do something different. What advice would you give them? Like, like, was it an easy transition? Did you take all three kids out at the same time? Was it one at a time? Because one was feeling a little bit different than the other and feeling a little bit more intensely. Um, like, what advice would you give to them that if they wanted to go a different way, a holistic way, alternative way of education? That's a wonderful question. Um, there are so many resources out there online and even in communities that are sprouting up. Um, I think humanity as a whole can really uh, sense that this is needed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, it, I personally believe it's unnatural to have that many kids with just one adult mm -hmm. um, overseeing. It, it doesn't really, I don't feel, integrate them into a community type dynamic. Uh, for us, it's a huge blessing. We've got um, my parents on the, the land as well. And then we have um, usually over the summer, we've got somebody that's uh, camping because uh, we have so much space here. A lot of the time people are like in transition and there's a lot of tiny home community people around here. And so we get to have somebody here that's kind of living uh, for several months that we, because you had to ask, you know, are there people that um, come for healing or what, what have you? And it's more of us raising the kids together. Mm. And, you know, my mom and dad, they take the boys a lot and they're able to, you know, share their gifts and their skills with the kids. So my dad um, is a builder. So being able, you know, my middle one absolutely loved projects like that. He also works on like vehicles and that kind of thing. So the boys get to have exposure to that and whether they end up latching onto it or not, it, it's, really doesn't matter. Um, they still have exposure to see what they're interested in. And my biggest bit of advice for people, I did pull all three of them home at the same time. Cause if I'm going to have one home, I might as well have all three of them home. That's right. my mentality. Okay. Um, okay. is to not put yourself in a box. You know, it's like, I know some States have standards. We're really blessed with, um, Michigan and the way that they do, um, their rules and regulations, you're pretty much free to lead however it is that you, you want. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's certain skills that I know that they're going to have to, um, have as adults. So like, they're going to have to know basic math and that kind of stuff, you know, um, but naturally through our day-to-day -day work, whether we're cooking or we're building something or whatever, like that is the school. Like that is them getting exposure to math, reading, spelling, whatever it is. And we correct it and we talk about it all day throughout the day. Like they're getting my energy hundred percent all day. We're just not necessarily going to sit down and do book work unless there's something that really calls for it. Um, 
but I do have like a couple like loose guidelines for that. Like every week we might spend 15 to 20 minutes, maybe three days a week actually writing just so that they get the skill of writing and and moving their hand. You know, they're taking in the world, like they all have bank accounts already. They're learning, they know what taxes and, you know, all that, like they understand how to function as humans in the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, science, whatever they're interested in. Um, we study energy, the periodic table of elements, whatever's coming up for me and what I'm seeing in the world, that's kind of how I direct if they seem interested in it or not. Um, because I 100% have seen in not just adults, like one of the things that I did with emotional intelligence was helping people open up to what it is that they really want to do in life. Like, what do I want to offer the world? Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact that we all come with an inner compass that already helps us navigate and pull in the resources that we need for whatever that job is, whatever our mission is here. And so if I'm teaching my kids to listen to their emotions, I'm helping them learn how to be resourceful. I'm helping them be able to move through the world. You know, there's the four intelligences the mental intelligence, um, resource intelligence, emotional intelligence, and social intelligence. So if they're able to socialize and build relationships, that's my number one priority for them, is them to be able to have meaningful, um, deep uh, relationships where there's trust and integrity and empathy and compassion and boundaries, being able to set boundaries with each other. That isn't really necessarily something they can do in a school setting. Because it's like you you pretty much have to follow these rules because there's so many kids. There isn't a flexibility there. At home, you know, we do things a little differently. And that was the biggest clash that was happening because, you know, if my child doesn't want to do a certain activity because he feels like his inner autonomy is like, that's not where my energy is supposed to go right now. I don't force them to do it. You know, like I, I know that they need that energy for something else. And so that's kind of how we do our schooling. We, we listen to the flow. We definitely have boundaries. There's a checklist of things that has to be done every day. I don't like clutter in our space. I don't like messes. Um, and I point out that kind of stuff to them too, because their energy shifts mm-hmm. when the, the messes are picked up and when they helped, they feel good about it. Mm-hmm. And now they're all picking different things. My middle one loves to clean the kitchen. So he'll like get after all of us if we left coffee (laughs) spots on the counter he'll be like hey wipe your coffee up and my oldest he is really good at keeping the bedrooms picked up and clean like he'll clean those spotless till the the floor is just really I I, it shocks me when they get a surge of energy like that and they want to help um and they're inspired to do it because you know you you wonder if you're doing the right thing but 10 out of 10 times when you listen to where that guidance is leading you, I feel like it's delightful. Like mm-hmm. it's a delight to be able to see where your kids are leading you. It's mm-hmm. exciting because if you're doing like play-based learning and that's where we do project-based and play-based learning, um, that's where you're using your imagination. That's where you're tapping into your intuition. And play-based learning isn't me saying, this is how you're going to play, which is how I kind of started out, which was a nightmare. 
<laughs> and that's the fastest way for me to end up beating my head against the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and for uh, them to shut down. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't, that's not them getting to choose. Mm-hmm. And so what they end up um, picking to do and play, it's like their creativity comes out and, and it has been incredible to watch that unfold and see what they're really led to and what they're drawn to and what they really enjoy. Um, so that's kind of how, how we do it. And that's, and that works for you. And that, I think that could work for a lot of people. So we're also not telling people go pull your kids out of school because they're having a bad day because maybe they are where they're supposed to be, but it's about listening to your intuition. It's about listening to your kids and without, to me, I don't want to stifle the kids in and not really listen to them and connect with them because we're, we're so busy and people are working and they're going, going, going. And, you know, and same with the kids, they got all these different sports and all the stuff they have to do and this homework and they're going and everybody's busy. No one's really listening, communicating. And if we did start listening and started co- connecting, started communicating, then it would be a whole different world. And I know that, but it's not always what our parents learned, what they were taught, who they were, or even if they're around, you know, and my, I'm sure my mom was super intuitive. She passed away a few years ago. My just lost my sister a few months ago, super, super intuitive people, but they didn't use their skills, you know, for the, for the, in my opinion, for the parenting or to cultivate connections and really listening to themselves you know, or let alone to the kids, you know, to the ones we're raising to be these adults that we want to put out into the world, you know, and if they don't understand energy or their own feelings or their own thoughts, and, and it's not about getting stuck in there and, you know, I mean, it's a, there's so much that we can unpack with this and (laughs) just one short episode, but, (laughs) but I am just, I, I, I just, I am amazed that there are uh, parents like you that are actually listening to themselves and are actually trying to raise good people to be smart, intelligent, have boundaries, to understand their own feelings, to have responsibilities, to be able to connect, to communicate and to not get lost in their emotions. So it's not even about picking them up, picking up after yourself. It's about, like you said, it's really energy. If everything's yes. chaos and everything's a mess, then you're a mess, you know? And if you yes. don't know where this energy is coming from, then you're confused because you think it's all you, not your environment, not what's going on, not the person in front of you that's having a bad day or they're tired of not taking care of themselves or they're drinking, doing drugs or whatever they're doing, but you're being affected by it. But you're you're teaching them at a young age because they're super intuitive and, and maybe you have a kid that you're like, oh, my kid's not intuitive at all. <laughs> they don't care. They just want to go play. If you really sit down to talk to them, you get the glimpses of them um, tuning into themselves. But you got to, you're either teaching them or they'll teach you. And if you're not listening to each other, you're, you're missing the opportunity. So I am so glad you're here. And just giving the people a different way to think, parents a different way to understand um, there is different ways. Doesn't mean it has to work for every parent. Doesn't mean it's gonna work for every child because they're all unique. They're all different. Like you said, you have a seven-year-old, nine-year-old and 11-year-old, three different boys. 
like three different, you know, three different things, but yeah. you're, you're nourishing that and you're, you're helping them grow in confidence and their abilities and in their future. So I'm excited mm-hmm. what little healers and what little men they're yeah. going to be. But I think, I mean, I think the world will be better just from you having that connection with them and having that. So is there anything else you want to talk about or, or that we missed that you might want to tell the listeners about not even just about themselves, but I, I like what you said before about when you're don't take, like you were talking about the human design, like you hear about all this different stuff and you're like, yeah. you get into all these different things and you think it's like the Bible and it's, this is, yeah. this is what you focus on. And then you're like, wait, yeah. but that makes sense a little bit, but then no, 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 I got to just do this. Yeah. No, take what you need. Take what from, you need. And then let go of the like rest. Just like the different schools, you know, we took what we needed from each one. There were methods from each one that I really appreciated that were really helpful for us in moving forward and then you know know when to move on know when to let go because there's always seasons and cycles for things and teaching them that as well that it's okay to let go and it's okay to move on and it's okay to be done with something and um and and also when do we not need to follow through so my oldest has um a 4-h fair coming up um at the end of July where he's showing his cat, you know, I totally, that was like a shocker for me. Again, I try really hard not to, uh, impress my own thoughts and feelings about something, especially when it, there's really no reason for me. It's just more like, okay, <laughs> we're going to show the cat. All right. Um, and then just finding the resources. Cause this is a new thing for me too. I don't know how to show a cat. I've never shown a cat in my life or any animal for that matter. Um, but this is a way for the agricultural, um, uh, what is it, college, uh, university, just about 45 minutes away. Um, they put this on for the kids and for leadership and being able to build that in our community. So again, like being able to see what resources are around you and just be open to seeing that they are there. Because one thing that I've learned and one thing that I always would tell my clients is, If you have the question come up for you, there's always a solution. Like you, everything's symbiotic. Everything is, um, you know, light and dark or yin and yang. It's like, if you're going to find the problem or the issue, then there is a solution or, you know, that's just how the universe works. And so um, him wanting to show the cat, he's actually going to have to present in front of judges, which is hilarious to me because this is the child that would not do presentations at school, would get so freaked out when he had to get up and talk in front of people. And now he's practicing this speech for his cat showing like he isn't demonstrating any fear whatsoever. He doesn't look nervous or, you know, worried or anything. So I just think that's really interesting because um, he was so freaked out. Like he was like literally in tears, hysterical when he would have to do anything like that. And it was just really working on his self-confidence. And so for him to pick to do this is his idea, um, his idea. (laughs) It's just comical to me. It, It just, again, it's like my youngest with the trigger points and being able to let him know that he's actually tapping into releases. 
oh, this is something I felt like was really important, especially because there's a lot of um, confusion around kids saying things the wrong way, especially younger kids and like even um, tweens. It's like they're really just trying to find the language or the sense that they have and they're going in and asking a question or saying something and they're really doing the best they can to communicate what's coming up for them. Mm -hmm. And my youngest has a knack for finding the pain point in somebody and asking the question that is usually taboo in society. <laughs> like every time he's going to be the one that is going to point it out because it's, it's quite often a pain point for the other person. Um, and so just really being aware of that and being able to help with the dialogue and not shaming them or feeling guilty that your kid is saying something off the wall. And all my friends think it's hilarious. They're like, <laughs> whenever we go it's like a three ring circus because the way my boys are so free and you know they just they're very um high energy because they aren't like put in a box they're able to let their energy move them forward and so just really trusting your kids trusting that your kids and I would say this with horse training too it's like there isn't something wrong with your child there isn't something wrong with your horse when you're training it's like they don't have the, the brain doesn't f finish developing till what you're like 28 or something. Right. It's like, you can't expect these children to be able to make the decision. So that's why boundaries are necessary and you to be their advocate, um, to be able to speak up for themselves and communicate what's going on. We have to be investigators. We have to be advocates. We have to be able to listen and hear what they're, they're trying to say to us, whether we pull them out of school or they're in the public school or private school, there's going to be encounters that they have where they're going to need these skills and tools, not just for school, but for the rest of the world too. And being able to help them hone those in and trust them rather than stuff them down, cut them off, you know, because they're, they get terrified of not fitting in or being ostracized from the community or being labeled a bad kid. And it's like, that is not the truth in, in getting labeled a bully, maybe even, or even the kid that's getting picked on. It's everybody that needs that assistance. It's not one or the other, even going through teenage years. It's like, there's something way deeper going on. And as adults, as wise ones of our community, we have to, to advocate for these children. We can't just label them and throw them to the side, even all the way up to 28. Mm -hmm. Like, as far as I'm concerned, that's still, your brain is still developing. You're still making decisions. I'm not saying we have to have more um, laws and rules. I'm saying there needs to be more empathy and compassion. There needs to be more understanding and there needs to be more exploration and, and seeing what is at the root of this and where can we um, shift this and open things up so that there can be a different outcome. So as you're saying all this, it's just reminding me of why I really try to help people. I couldn't figure it out for a long time, but just helping adults that, that are intuitive and not even just adults that are intuitive, but people to trust themselves in their gut and to really pay attention and to pay attention to what's going on around them when people are lying, when they're not lying. And I'm not saying just, you know, have your guard up and that everyone's lying to you and don't trust them, but especially listen to your children. Because I, I was um, 
my sister and I were sexually abused, the one that just passed, and by a family member that's still alive. And we, we, she wasn't believed. We weren't believed, but we weren't even asked. <laughs> and then you're scared to say anything. So to me, like, pay attention to your intuition, pay attention to your children, really pull them to the side away from people and have these conversations and these times where they feel like could trust you. I'm not saying push and pull, but start to notice what they're doing, what they're saying, how they're feeling. If they're acting off, yes, get involved in what they're doing. Yeah. They will tell you naturally when you do what they're doing. Yes. And they might not even open up at first, but pay attention to what's going on around you. Cause there are people that either abusing their uh, either sexual abuse or something. And you wouldn't even think sometimes because it's the person that maybe they love you and they act like everything's fine, but they're not, you're not the one they're abusing. They're abusing the kids, the children, or maybe someone else or an older person, a senior. I don't really know. And it, this is not about abuse, but this is, this is awareness. This is awareness to listen to yourself, to listen to people, to pay attention to what's going on. And that's all you're reminding me of. You're listening to your children. You're listening to what's going on around them. You're teaching them to be confident in who they are, to speak up if they need to, you know, to not get stuck in different feelings, but to be able to express themselves without worrying about getting shut down or, um, you know, being ignored. So I I love what you're doing. I thank you for being here. And is there, is there that really, I feel it in my heart about the people paying attention to their kids, you know, and it doesn't mean you're not paying attention to them. You don't love them. You don't tell them you love them. You don't spend time with them, but I'm like, really pay attention, really listen. Cause when we, I don't know how old you are, but we didn't have cell phones in high school. We had to write notes, you know? And if yeah. I missed a Friday phone call from my friend, I didn't know where anybody went and I didn't have a car to get there. It's completely yeah. different world now. Like everything's on the phone. Everything is instant. And and you have to be just paying attention to what they're doing and and, and just be involved in their life. So yeah. I love just that you're doing this. Um and I think your boys sound just absolutely amazing. And they're so oh, lucky they're to have you. And you're so blessed <laughs> to have them and the family yeah. and this, the soul embodied sanctuary. And is there any way people can get a hold of you if they want to work with you in a different capacity or learn more about you? Uh, I do have a YouTube channel, uh, my soul massages YouTube channel. It's Bridget Patton. And I am doing videos here and there on the schooling. And then I've got old videos from my energy teachings and whatnot that people can go through if they're interested. Um, At this time, I'm not, you know, doing any coaching or anything, but my material is free on there. Um, I mostly just want to kind of like get this word out. I feel like it just helps give people peace and, um, trust themselves a little bit more things that maybe I needed to hear when I first got into this. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's, that's, I I love speaking on podcasts because I I think this information is really powerful um, and it gives the kids a voice that maybe they don't have the words to put together yet. Well, we thank you for doing this and, and for sharing your story and sharing about your kids. And I'll have your information in the show notes if anyone wants to go check out your YouTube channel, but thank you. And I wish you well. And uh, everybody else, if you want to reach her, it'll be in the show notes and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
Bye.